Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Program number 802, welcome to the 800 Club, also known as the <laughs> Growing in Grace podcast. Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Hey, we've been talking about, uh, just kind of reflecting back since we've hit our, uh, our 800th podcast here recently, looking back on some of the things that we felt were some of the most impactful things we've been talking about over the last 16 plus years. And uh, good to be with you again, Joel. Thanks to you out there in podcast land for letting somebody know about uh, how they can find our podcast. There's a lot of different ways, many, many different ways that you can find our podcast now out there on different apps and so forth. But our flagship uh, site where you can find all of the archived programs is at growingandgrace.org. Growingandgrace.org. Yes, that's the place to go. Uh, I've uh, loved uh, keeping that uh, website up to date over the years, posting our weekly podcasts there. And I love how you can uh, find it on your favorite podcasting app as well today. Back when it was just on the website, that was great. But I, I love how uh, this podcasting thing has really taken off over the years. When we started this, most people, I used to get question after question, what is a podcast? And now everybody knows what a podcast is, and it's just a matter of going to a podcast app and typing in Growing in Grace and finding the one with Mike and Joel, and, and there you have it. So uh, you and I were just talking briefly before, and one of the important things as we uh, share here on these uh, little series of podcasts here celebrating 800 podcasts is the, uh, celebrate, uh, you know, talking about some of the highlights and th- important things that we've talked about. One of the important things is understanding the law and what the purpose of the law is, you know, the law of Moses, which includes the Ten Commandments, but also includes 603 other commandments, so a total of 613 commandments in the law and how, as believers, we are not under the law. Um, it's it's hard to believe, but in today's church, there are still so many people who think that at least the Ten Commandments are for us. You know, I grew up in church um, memorizing the Ten Commandments. People want to have the Ten Commandments posted in public buildings and things like that, and it's it's hard for people to understand that the Ten Commandments and the whole rest of the law is not for us. Jesus talked about the law, so we're supposed to follow the law, but we we see so many things in the New Covenant epistles, especially from Paul, where we find out that as Gentiles, non-Jewish people, most people who have ever lived, we were never even under the law in the first place. The law was exclusively, it was an exclusive covenant, let's put it that way, between God and Israel. Gentiles, the whole rest of the world, were excluded from it. Now, a Gentile, if they wanted, they could join in on that covenant, but they had to keep the whole thing. But most Gentiles wouldn't have done that. But Uh, That's the only way that a Gentile could get in on it was by keeping the whole thing. But the problem was that nobody ever did keep the whole thing, even even the Jews who were under it, even the people of Israel. And so what 
happens in the gospel is that the Jews who were under the law, they were previously under the law, when they come to know Jesus Christ, they die to the law. Paul said they've become dead to the law. He had to become dead to the law in order to be joined to Christ. If you're going to be joined to Christ, you can't have this relationship with the law anymore. And as Gentiles, we never had the law. We were far off, the scripture says. We were not part of that covenant. We were excluded from it. We came to Jesus without ever having had a covenant, and we simply get to enjoy the benefits of the new covenant. So Jew and Gentile alike, Jews who were under the law, Gentiles who were not under the law, they come together in one new man, in Christ, and neither group who are now joined together in Christ are under the law. It's a hard concept for some people to understand, but in Christ, we have no relationship to the law. It shouldn't be that hard to understand, though, Joel. Right. It just shouldn't. And and this is hopefully we can bring out a couple of things here that maybe the aha button will, will, will get hit and, and the light will come on for some people because... Uh, <laughs> When we talk about the law and thinking that are we under it, are we not under it, it's obvious we're not under it because you aren't anywhere close to keeping that entire law package. You aren't even close. I mean, church people aren't even close to this <laughs> in our culture today. Now, you might have chosen 10, 15, 20. Maybe if you're really good, you found a couple of dozen commands and laws that you're going to try to live by, but there was over over 600 of them including the top 10, uh, the Ten Commandments written on stone. And Paul reveals in many places in his writings that the law could not bring life, that it brought bondage, it, it increased sin, it did all of these things. It was the ministry of death and condemnation. It was replaced with a more glorious ministry, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, all of it, including the top 10. You see, you know, when Jesus talked to the Jews about keeping the law, he pointed out, you have to keep all of it, every jot, every tittle. Nobody had ever done it up to that point. Nobody has ever done it since. But all of the things that we, we ignore in the law, you know, people talk about cheap grace. There is no such thing. It, it's, that's made up. That is a fable. Whenever you hear the phrase, just turn your mind off when you hear the phrase cheap grace. Mm -hmm. It's made up by religious people. There is such a thing as cheap law. This is where we somehow give people the impression that they can keep a standard that was impossible, thereby putting the spotlight on them instead of the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, cheap law, there's plenty of that out there. People giving you all these rules and commandments they're telling you to live by that we can somehow, that we can somehow live out the law. We're getting all this backwards, man. I mean, way backwards. And so... I mean, even if you want to take the top 10, because some people think they're separate, they were a part of the same law. Let's just pick one. Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Again, uh, you think, are you keeping that one? I mean, by the letter of the law, do you realize that there's close to about 39 other commandments, rules, and statutes just under that headline alone? So you see, th this was never meant to be something to get people to live more righteously, to get people to live more holy. Nobody was ever going to attain the goal of righteousness through keeping that law. And as you alluded to, Joel, we Gentiles, non-Jewish people, were never really under it to begin with. There's a, a better covenant in place now that frees people from that bondage and brings them into something that's defined as, uh, by the writer of Hebrews as a more excellent ministry. 
the ministry of grace, the ministry of God's Spirit. That's right. And, you know, talking about cheap law, because Paul said the law is good, just, and holy. So this is another thing, like I was previously talking a week or two ago about how we've been accused of running from the words of Jesus, and we'll be accused also of running from the law, of not upholding the law. We we actually understand that the law is good, just, and holy. It has such a high and holy standard that nobody can keep it. That's the problem in the church today, is that like you were talking about the Sabbath, the Sabbath law, like you said, is made up of many more little little things, but in, in essence, it says you shall do no work on that day. And in Numbers 15, a man was found just picking up some firewood, some picking up some sticks on the Sabbath, and God told the people that that man was to be stoned to death. That's how high the standard of the law is. And, you know, I had a pastor who wouldn't go to the mall on Saturday, on Sunday, the Christian Sabbath, which that's another, <laughs> that's another thing where people, that's, that's cheap law right there. You, they, you change the law if what it's, you know, it's actually Friday sundown to Saturday sundown in essence, not Sunday, but either way, uh, I, I, I won't go to, I won't go, um, to the mall, but you know, my wife can cook a meal. You know, we can go to a restaurant and other people can cook for us. They can do work. But but anyway, the, the essence of the law was you shall do no work on that day. It was really it was a really strict law. And so people water it down as if there is if they to make it into something that they feel that they can keep. But the law actually had a very high and strict standard. And the reason for that was because it was meant to be the ministry of death, the ministry of condemnation, the ministry that shut people's mouths and made them realize that there's nothing that they can do to be righteous before God. And again, it was just for the Jews. It wasn't even for us Gentiles in the first place. And so, they're, like you were saying, there, there shouldn't even be this discussion. We shouldn't even have to have this discussion, but yet there is such a mixture of law and grace in the church today that we have to have the discussion uh, because people don't understand that we have no relationship whatsoever with the law. If we did, you have to keep it all. You have to do the whole thing. Paul said that the man who does these things shall live by them. He was quoting from the Old Testament, if you're going to keep the law, you have to live by it. The whole thing, not just what you think you can do, but you have to keep the whole thing. The good news is that in Christ, a righteousness has been found, a righteousness has been given that has nothing to do with the law. It's the gift of God. It's God giving us his very own righteousness apart from the works of the law. So we can rest and be free knowing that we have righteousness and it has absolutely nothing whatsoever. How many times can I say it <laughs> to do with keeping the law? It's just, yeah, that's for sure. And that's good news, right? Because they were under that, that curse where, you know, they, they had to, they had to do all of it. They had to keep it all. They had to do it perfectly. Uh, otherwise another animal sacrifice start over again, just to, just a constant cycle that just didn't work. And so this is the good news of, of the gospel, that we have a better starting place in Jesus Christ. And when it comes to, again, this law package, people are so selective about it. 
Uh, you just can't pick and choose while crossing which ones you think you're going to keep. You can't pick and choose those while crossing others off the list. You can't do that. God said you couldn't do it. Not even Jesus could do it. Nobody could change that law package. The entire thing came together, not as a whole bunch of different laws. Uh, there, there were different commandments, rules, and statutes within it, but it was called the law. It's not a plural thing here. It's the law package, and nothing could be added to it. Nothing could be taken away from it. That's why Jesus talked about keeping every jot and every tittle, but he wasn't talking to us. He was talking to Jewish people who were under it, again, to elevate it and to help people realize they couldn't achieve that standard and thereby would have to be looking for a different option, which would be the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cap, this is kind of fun. I, this is enjoyable for me. I, I love, you know, usually on the podcast, we will have a topic or, you know, something in mind that we're going to be talking about specifically on any given week. We might do a series sometimes, you know, here and there. This time, you know, with our Celebrating 800 podcast, uh, we're kind of just going through different things. And I, and I love it. Going back to a few weeks ago when we started doing this, I had no clue. We had no clue how long... We would be doing this, you know, sharing all these different things that we've talked about over the years. We've done three now. I'm sure there let's, are... Let's just throw a few teasers out there. I mean, some other things we'll be talking about, I think, in the weeks ahead, because this may go on for a little while, which is great, because we're re reflecting back on all these important things. But Confession of Sins, uh, maybe the, the Hebrew series, Sanctification as a Gift, Tithing, uh, the spirit of the law, the morality tree. I mean, there's so much to get into, Joel. There's a bunch more. Yes, indeed. So stay with us for the next few weeks right here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.